This morning's scripture is the 139th Psalm. It's beautiful, uh, it's powerful, and it has much to say to us. It's a little longer than some of our Sunday morning scripture lessons, but I think it's important for us to hear it in its beauty and its fullness. Listen prayerfully. Psalm 139. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in, behind and before, and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light around me become night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, that I know very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me, when none of them as yet existed. How weighty to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast the sum of them! I try to count them. They are more than the sand. I come to an end. I am still with you. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Once upon a time, an eccentric lady died and she left a will. And the will provided that all of her earthly possessions were to be given to God. That's all it said. Well, the will was taken to a judge to be probated. The judge studied. The judge deliberated. And finally, he made his decision. The will was invalid because, to quote him, God cannot be found in this district. It's a good question to ask ourselves today in the midst of COVID-19, in the midst of all of the stress that we are feeling as life refuses to settle into any kind of normal. Is God in our district? Is God here? Is God around us? Many existential questions swirl in our heads and hearts. We have 
feelings of isolation. Uh, we have anxiety about the future. We experience loneliness. We experience fatigue. If there's one thing I'm hearing in my pastoral care, uh, it's a fatigue. There's just a weariness that has settled over us. And so we keep asking, is God near? Is God with us? Or are we simply left to our own devices? Well, there's good news this morning. The psalmist sets it out beautifully. And actually, in a breathtaking way, God is. And he basically says in this psalm, wherever I go, God is. In verse 7, were I to go uh, to the uh, highest heaven, God would be there. If I make my bed in the region of death, God is there. The first thing I want us to notice is that God's spirit is not limited to a church building. Isn't that good news? Even in the midst of our isolation and worshiping only online, we need to hear that word, that God's presence is not bound to a building, but truly everywhere. Wherever I go, God is, the psalmist said. If I go to the regions of outer space, I would experience God there. If I camp overnight in the region of death, that's what Sheol is, God would be there. Now, we may not realize it, but that was a revolutionary teaching for that time period. Because as the Psalms were being written and collected, it was the common belief that God's Spirit was almost everywhere, but God's Spirit never, ever moved into the realm of the dead, into the grave, that that was off limits. But the psalmist says, no, even there, God is. There's simply no limitations to where God might be. And it's interesting that this seems to be a, a foretaste of the New Testament teaching of resurrection and Jesus paving the way for us into everlasting life. So think about all that you're experiencing in your life. Maybe you've drifted from God in the midst of all of this. God still is present. Maybe uh, you're even at a point where you deny God's existence. Doesn't change things. God is and God is present. It may be that you are so overwhelmed with circumstances that you feel like darkness has overcome you. That's one of the images used by the psalmist. No, it doesn't matter. God's light is always brighter. God's light always shines in the darkness. Uh, one of the commentaries I read this week said that life itself is soaked in God's presence. It's absolutely covered and filled with the very presence of God. One of the words that's used over and over again in this 139th Psalm is the word no, K-N-O-W. Time after time, the psalmist asserts, God who is with us always knows us, knows us in every conceivable situation. To know means to care to see, to, to identify with us. And a beautiful uh, phrase is used in verse 13, for it was you who formed my inward parts, you knit me together in my mother's womb. What a beautiful image 
that God even sees us in our unborn frame and status. You know, I'm proud and thankful that our church partners with Pregnancy Help Center, uh, an organization committed to life-affirming alternatives to abortion. And I think it's so wonderful that we recognize that God sees us in every, in every stage of life, even unborn. But I'm also reminded that what that psalm uh, teaches is that God knows and sees and cares about us after we're born too. God sees the one who's in prison today so fearful that he might contract COVID-19 in that packed environment. God sees the immigrant struggling to learn a language, struggling to make a living and find housing. God sees and knows and cares about the child who's being bullied on the playground. God sees and knows and cares about the teen who feels fat and dumb and ugly. God sees and knows and cares about the senior adult who feels left behind and left out in a world that has sort of shut down. And God sees and knows and cares about the black and brown person who is struggling and suffering under the lash of bigotry and racial hatred. God sees us. God knows. And God cares. And the, the teaching from the psalm is not simply that God sees and knows at some ethereal, spiritual level far off. The teaching of Scripture is that God comes near us in our suffering. God actually wants to be with us in our brokenness and in our pain. That's the message of the incarnation. God coming in the flesh in the person of Jesus. He spent his time with the diseased and the broken and the lame and the outcast. And then he died on the cross, a broken peasant. He wants to be with us, reminding us that God never leaves us nor forsakes us. But you know what the challenge is? We read this psalm, we're comforted for a few moments, but then we move into a mode where we also feel that we have to keep God at a distance, keeping God at arm's length, because we're just not comfortable with God loving us that closely and that intensely. And, and when we do have problems, when we do have a bad day or a crisis come, instead of turning to God, sometimes we turn away from God. And we let our emotions take over. And we say things like, I don't feel God's presence. I don't feel very close to God right now. I don't feel like praying. I challenge you to read this psalm again when you have time this afternoon. The psalmist does not say anything about his feelings or his emotions. He's stating a fact as an act of faith. Wherever I go, God is. Whatever circumstance I'm in, God is present with me. It's not an emotion. It's not feelings. I've been so blessed 
by this quote uh, by Catherine Green McCrate. It's a beautiful quote, and I want you to ponder it with me. In God's eyes, she says, we are not how we feel. We are not what we think. We are what God does with us. And what God does with us is to save us from our best yet perverse efforts to separate ourselves from his presence. We are not how we feel. We are not how we think. We are what God does in us as he tries to pry us away from thinking we could ever, ever want to be away from his presence. This beautiful psalm ends with a beautiful prayer. And as I pondered it the last few weeks, I've begun to realize that it's a prayer of surrender. It's a prayer that, that says to God, I yield, I submit, I can't manage life on my own. It's a prayer of yielding that says, God is the one who has to do the work on the inside of me. God is the one who has to refresh and recreate me. I can't do this business of life by myself. And what a beautiful prayer of surrender and of yielding. And it's a prayer that sort of summarizes all that the psalmist has tried to say about God's presence. So I'd like for us to pray this prayer together as I close this message. Whether you're sitting alone, uh, whether you're with a group, pray this prayer aloud with me right now. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Amen. I want to thank you so much for being a part of worship this morning. I pray the richest blessings on your life as you process your own pains and struggles and as you think about how God's word this morning intersects your life. I want to thank you again for faithful giving. Uh, We are so very grateful for so many of you being so intentional during this difficult season of church life. Uh, We are in the middle of summer. In some ways of thinking, the summer slump has set in. There are many distractions in summertime, but I encourage you to be faithful in your giving, either online or mailing checks in to the church office. Uh, We count on those because we want to stay faithful in meeting all of our mission commitments and carrying forth all the ministries that we have planned for this year. Thank you for being a part of that. We are continuing online worship only for the present time. We continue to monitor the scientific data. We continue to be in touch with uh, the health centers and conversations with medical personnel. And we have, as our primary concern, your safety and our good witness in the community as we care about the health of our neighbors. So thank you for your patience and your participation. God bless you and have a wonderful day.